everybody and welcome back to another episode of Have a Seat, Conversations with Women in the Workplace podcast. I am your host, Deborah Coleman. So this week, I am over the moon excited to bring you my conversation with Miss Montrese Hardy. This is another example of a wonderful connection I made through LinkedIn. And once we got to talking, I knew, I, I knew, I said, Montrese is going to have to be somebody that, uh, that I'm going to ha- have to have a seat with very soon. And we were able to align our schedules and make it happen. I'm so excited to bring you this conversation today. Let me introduce you to Miss Montrese. Montrese is an executive assistant for Bellwether Education Partners and certified DEI. INA consultant. She has had over a decade of experience consulting and outsourcing her professional experience in business operations, writing, communications, and has created memorable events for key stakeholders for multiple small businesses. Surviving tragedy and hardship herself has been her ultimate reward and motivation for writing and advocating for people to human better in all public spaces and the workplace, and as she says, embracing life experiences. You see, after being diagnosed as legally blind in 2019, Montrese has embraced her unique new life experience and found success as an author, leader, and consultant. She takes every opportunity and gets to educate she gets, excuse me, to educate others on the importance of understanding how disability is diversity. And shortly before our recording, Montrese was happy to share that she was starting a new position as a fellow at the American Foundation for the Blind. This woman, I'm telling you, she is everywhere all at once. She is doing it all. She makes the rest of us look like we are simply standing still. So without further ado, here is my amazing and inspiring conversation with Miss Montrese Hardy. Well, welcome, Miss Montrese. I am so excited, so excited to have you on the show. We've been chatting for a little bit, and I, I'm, I, I'm so excited this day is finally here. Thank you for joining me and having a seat with us today. Thank you so much, Deborah, for having me. This is truly awesome right now. Oh, okay. Well, let's dive into all the things. We have a lot to talk about and little time to do it. So let's get going here. Um, so, Ms. Montrese, let's start before we get into our EA wonderfulness. Um, would you mind sharing with us a little bit about your role as a fellow with the American Foundation for the Blind, um, specifically with the Blind Leaders Program? Yes, I am so excited that you asked about that. So the American Foundation for the Blind is a national organization that is doing really great things to basically help all of those who are blind, low vision, visually impaired, um, live a life without limits and especially work professionally without limits. And in the Blind Leaders Development Program, we are focused on developing ourselves as very strong leaders to lead without limits, lead regardless of it being um, an organization that has um, a focus on blind constituents or not just a straightforward corporate organization, whatever, it doesn't matter. We're being prepared to get out into leadership roles so that we can show different ones that 
regardless of your visual impairment, ability, acuity, um, you, you have the opportunity to absolutely go for leadership roles and you should not limit yourself. No one should. And we can do it just as well as anyone else. Absolutely. And I want to support that effort. And if having you on the show to help spread that message helps in any way, even a little bit, then I'm all for it. And I'm proud to be a part of that movement. We need to do better. Absolutely. But glad to see that organizations like that are making that known and making and taking steps towards educating all of us on how we can be advocates and, and move that needle. I think you and I to also are speaking about a segment of our population that seems to be underserved and ignored. Students, young people, children, young adults, like they just sometimes get glossed over for more important issues, more, you know, more uh, shiny, should I say, more like, you know, uh, ones with the gleam neon lights on it, like, oh, it's all about this. Or So until you've had a student sitting in your office growl your stomach is growling you know an 18 year old who's living on campus who's hungry and you you know share some of your lunch with them while they wait to talk to your boss about an issue you just don't you know that's what it's about for me that was a good I hate this sound words but that was a good day for me like that because it reminded me that's why you're here because I believe, as I think you're about to go into, that we're more than just our roles. We're more than just administrative support staff. So why, where's the? Why don't we explore that? For me, it's a podcast. For you, it's many other things, right? Um, being a mother, your foundation work. So talk to us about your feelings on that, about diversifying ourselves and maybe finding some alignment work-wise that way. Yes, absolutely. So. I, I think that this is going to sound really cocky, but I think that executive assistants are probably some of the most solutions oriented people on the planet. Mm. And, and, and because of this, my thing is, my thinking is if you find yourself in a position where you're not exactly 100% excited about where you are, if you don't decide to altogether leave and you're trying to make it work, yes, diversify, jump into it something new while you're still making that your, your full-time day job. Um, it, it's a great time to explore being multi-passionate. This is a fantastic time for creatives right now. So if you know, eight to five, you're the EA, then six to nine, go DJ somewhere or, you know, do uh, what is that called? What is that thing where people dress up? Cost, cost, cosplay. cosplay. Um, <laughs> cosplay or like me do some ghost writing and some blogging guest blogging um, and then the other thing maybe do some consulting work on this you it, this is the time to explore multiple things we're able to now with all things be a lot of things being remote and virtual just as long as you know you don't break any policies or anything like that but <laughs> but but it, this is a great time to explore multiple passions if you have them so that you are still getting fulfilled one way or another. And like it's always said, what is that? Um, I think it's a quote. I can't remember who said it, unfortunately. But when you are working at what it is that you love, you don't really feel like you're working, right? And if you could pull in a passion, you can find that in some additional um avenues uh some other what is it moonlighting if you will then go for it why be limited we this is the best time to work and live without limits i love that why be limited and 
I also think that uh, to go along with that, maybe we, some of us, wrap ourselves so much in our identity and our value mm. into what we are mm -hmm. as EAs that no wonder we're miserable at five o'clock because, oh, I'm nothing now. No, you have so much more to offer. I don't buy yes. that someone's like, I don't know what I like to do. I don't like to do anything else but be it. No, there has got to be something. Ma'am, when I, t so I'm huge on giving snaps. I don't know where I got this from. <laughs> I give snaps and shine. I don't know if it's an education thing or what, um, but I'm snapping my fingers all up for what you just said, because it was totally spot on. Mm. Um, and I, I think I, I literally just read an article um, that was saying, you know, if you're a productivity addict, which is me um, and you're addicted. Like I love seeing all my check marks. Like, yes, I got 15 check marks today. Great. But why is so much of my value tied to that? And I believe, I can't remember. I think I have a well, yeah, it was a wellness coach who helped me understand that I need to have some very clear identity aside from my being productive. Mm -hmm. And that helped me, especially this summer. I found a lot of joy in um, playing with my kids and seeing the value in what I do as a mom, I know that probably sounds kind of crazy, but when when you're a mom, it's real easy to forget. Like, do I matter? I <laughs> is anything that I is anything that I am doing mattered with these kids? Am I even doing it right? There's no handbook. Um, so I've been finding a lot of value in what I love. Well, let me say that again. I've been finding a lot of value in who I am in the things that I love to do and the people who I love to be around. And that is really shifting my perspective and how I spend my time professionally and otherwise. That's it. Preach. I absolutely agree. Since I started this podcast, I find that I, I communicate differently at work. So it, yes. it, it definitely, if, if those of you that are listening are kind of rolling your eyes like, ain't got time for that, you do make time because you will be amazed over time how the two kind of help each other out. You know, my, my yes. EA side helps me stay organized for my podcast, but yet my podcast helps me in my communication, you know, struggles at work. So it's a definitely like a partnership there and you'd be surprised. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Now, I love that you said that. To be fair, could you practice being multi-passionate while on the clock maybe you sidebar are interested in copywriting could you maybe partner up with the marketing department on little projects or what are your thoughts on maybe exercising that same philosophy in at work see this right here your questions are fantastic <laughs> this right here is exactly why that value alignment is imperative mm -hmm. so i will give you two immediate examples that I have of that today okay. and this week. Um, as a multi-passionate, one with my writing, um, copywriting, uh, ghostwriting, I just met a department head for policy and evaluation for Bellwether. And they were talking about <sighs> SPED um, in the U.S. and more research that they're doing on that. And I was like, oh! That's great. I'm like, I can't wait to hear more about that. Mm -hmm. And because they do so much writing and they contribute, like they are, there's a whole blog for the organization and they put out all of these white papers um, and they open conversation, even criticism and feedback. They open that up to everyone. So they make it very, very accessible. We can all 
um, really feel like we can contribute. There's um, invitation and opportunity to contribute um, and even do, as far as the way that I understood it today anyway, to um, collaborate um, or, or possibly partner on some sort of collaboration in the future. Um, and having those opportunities is really, really exciting. The other thing is um, I mentioned that I um, do some diversity equity, inclusion, and accessibility consulting. And I do that with a completely separate firm mm. who is having a conference in the middle of my day. And so I was like, okay, cool. I will just, you know, block off. That's my lunchtime. I'll make sure that I do that. Um, and the funny thing is because the, or because Bellwether also has this huge, wonderful focus on all things DEI, I'm doing my side work at this time, technically, um, off the clock, but because they also give, oh, there's some sort of, I don't want to, it's not necessarily continuing education units, but um, they do encourage a lot of extracurricular, if you will, um, DEI learning. And so it because there's all that alignment there, I don't even feel guilty. And I even mentioned it. I can't remember. I, I might have mentioned, I can't remember who I mentioned it to. But um, in the end, they know that this is something that I'm doing. And it's not even a problem. And I can still, you know, like I actually could get time credit. I was just like, I don't know. I don't want to seem like I'm stealing from the company, but, <laughs> but, it, but it all ended up working out. And it's because, again, alignment like that's just gonna be you remember peewee herman do you remember oh, yeah. that mm-hmm. and he had um uh, and there's different or um uh, different shows that have had word of the day but um i just remember like they would use a word and then everybody would go ah <laughs> so like the the phrase of my talk is like value alignment it's so imperative mm-hmm. to professional work these days more honestly more than anything even more than salary like you said money will come mm-hmm. But if you have that alignment there, um, even with your extracurricular passions and explorations, it's all going to make sense and fit. And it's really cool that that's working out for me right now. <laughs> it is so cool that it's working out for you right now. And I and at, selfishly, I'm glad it is because now we are the recipients of that knowledge you have gained with, because you are in alignment. So we can take your word for it, so to speak, because you are walking the walk and talking the talk and we see what can happen. I mean, that's beautiful that you were able to be a part of that conference and that it, it has the same alignment with your organization in terms of DEI, DE&I work. I mean, that's perfect. That is textbook actually you know um yes Mm -hmm. love it love it well you heard it here you guys right from montrese there it is in a perfect bow it the word of the day is alignment and finding that alignment with your organization you know when you said word of the day pb herman i'm a little older so i went to like sesame street when they had those two shadow faces alignment oh my god (laughs) yes I love it. <laughs> well, Miss Montrese, before I let you go, do you have time for just two more quick questions? Yes. Okay. All right. So with you are so, so spectacularly a busy professional and mom, and you are just doing all the things. What does, does Montrese do to reset and rebalance when you find that you're getting pulled in too many directions and you need to just kind of bring it back to center? What do you do to help you find that? 
ah, you have found my kryptonite. Mm. So mm. <laughs> that that has been that has been my data point, as my sister would say, mm. um, where I could in my space for opportunity. But I have found that I I'm just a huge nerd. I love to read, and for me, because I do have some amount of vision, it's a small amount, but still, I read voraciously and I use audiobooks and so I get my books in two formats in audio and in hard copy mm-hmm. I am able to read braille but that's something I'm still practicing and so I just read I can go through like one or two books in a week and when I am a little too overdone and I'm just like you know what I need to take some space and time away others hit Netflix for me, I go straight to Audible mm. and I jump into a book, more than likely a professional development book um, <laughs> or 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 this is my other it's almost my Achilles heel. But in the best way, TED Talks, I am addicted <sighs> to TED Talks. Mm-hmm. I get you. I get you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how I unwind. I lo- oh, wow. <laughs> I love it. Yes. The TED Talks, I feel you on that because they're so quick and they're to the point and they're so engaging. Yes. Like, it's so interesting. Um, right? Yeah. Bite-sized yeah. just knowledge? Oh, my gosh. Give me more. You know what? Can I just say you would do an amazing TED Talk. I can totally see Okay, that. wait. Ma'am, first of all, get off my street and out of my house because (laughs) that I was just telling one of the mentors in the blind leaders program, he gave me the best tip and I dare share it with your audience. This is an insider tip. okay? Okay. So I have just learned that Ted talk has a fellowship. (gasps) What? Right. And not TEDx, which, you know, we love TEDx. TEDx is great, but no, this is, straight up red spot on the stage TED talk. And um, this, so they have an annual deadline. I believe it's already passed for this year. Um, but I believe by next year, prayerfully, I will be able to go out for that. It is my dream to do a full on TED talk. And if I do, you guys heard me here first. <laughs> yes, yes, we have told, we will celebrate that. I will replay this show far and wide. Oh my gosh, Montrese. That is exciting. Oh, my gosh. Please keep me posted on that. I would love that. I absolutely will. Oh, (laughs) I can can so see it. You are so well-spoken, and you just come across so clearly, and you speak with us. You're not speaking down to us. You you understand the struggle is real, but all hope is not lost. You bring such positivity. I love it. And I can see you absolutely projecting all of that on stage, and it would just be the best 10-minute TED Talk ever, or however many minutes they give you. I don't know if it's a set time or whatever, but yeah. (laughs) So... Oh, I really appreciate that, Deborah. Thank you so much. I honestly feel the same about you. Don't don't just pass it off to me, too. No. Oh, okay. Well, before I let you hop off the mic and get back to all the things, one more little silly bonus funny question. Do you have time? Yes. Okay. All right. So, Miss Montrese, finish this sentence. People are always telling me to. <laughs> People are always telling me to stop apologizing. And I encourage anyone, especially in our field, in our profession, Mm -hmm. please don't apologize. Mm -hmm. You don't, we don't have to apologize for taking up space. Everybody knows we run the show. We do. We do. We just do. (laughs) And it's, (laughs) It's time for us to really, for us ourselves 
to really be okay with that. We don't, we have nothing to ever apologize for. We are being human. As you said, in one of your previous shows, we are doing our best as we hope many others are. We're trying to help others do that. Why apologize? Oh, I just literally wrote that down because I needed to hear that. Honestly, I love that. Don't apologize for taking up space. No. Brilliant. That is brilliant. I love that. Thank you for being honest and sharing that and giving us being a little vulnerable in that with that answer. I appreciate that because I think that's going to be so relatable to so many. Thank thank you for even giving the statement. I was really freaking out as each word came out of your mouth. (laughs) And... Honestly, you know, do you have those moments where you hear wisdom fly out of your mouth and it's like, oh, hmm, where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I just witnessed. So I apparently I needed to hear it too. Again, we need the reminders, right? Yes, exactly. I was meant to ask you that question. I mean, again, I choose them at random, having no idea about the conversation we're going to have. So I think that was fate. Yes. I think so too. You're so good at this. This is great. This has just been, oh my goodness. I am gritting from ear to ear. I have two full notebook pages full of notes. Miss Montrese, I am so appreciative of you taking time out of your schedule to have a seat with me. Thank you so much. And I look forward to a part two someday. Yes, me too. Thank you so much for having me, Deborah. And thank you to your amazing audience. And that wraps up my conversation with Miss Montrese Hardy. Oh, you guys, wasn't that amazing? I, uh, I'm i telling you, there was so much that Montrese and I discussed offline <laughs> before I hit the record button that I wish I could have captured. And in the spirit of true transparency, because, you know, that's how I roll, um, we did experience a bit of technical difficulties in the towards the beginning of our conversation that didn't uh, that unfortunately didn't get caught so um, this is what uh, the result of our conversation which I think is still a plus and dynamite um, because I think Montrese dropped some real bombs in there that are just you know noteworthy um, but I hope to invite her back in the, in the coming months to share more of what was discussed of what was missed and just to uh, to learn learn more about how things are going for her in her new position. So as always, if you are interested in anything that Montrese touched on, if you would like to connect with her, learn more about her, um, then I highly encourage you to check out the show notes where you will find all things Montrese there. So please check out the show notes for more information on ways to connect with Miss Montrese. As always, there is also a link to my website where you can register to be a guest yourself. Come on the show and there you go. We will have an opportunity to continue the conversation. And as you know, I like to end the show with a quote. So this quote, of course, was brought to us by Miss Montrese, and it goes like this. Executive assistants are some of the most solutions-oriented people on the planet. If you find yourself in a position where you're not 100% excited about where you are and you're trying to make it work, diversify. Now, of course, I paraphrased. There was a whole lot more to that conversation, um, but I, I chose those words because I felt like that really got to what was the heart of our conversation was if you're unhappy as an executive assistant where you are, explore that. Before you throw in the towel, there may be other options or, not, or other avenues you can take to help balance out some of that negativity or some of that um, 
frustration or discomfort that you might be feeling that's tied up to your value or your worth as an EA, how you perceive that. But I think Montrese and I were trying to, to convey that's not that's not all you are. You're, you are you are so much more than your role. Um, so maybe explore other avenues that you can diversify your talent. Because come on, as EAs, we are, you know, masters, masters of everything. So there's got to be something else to help balance it that out a little bit. But all right. Well, that ends this week's show. Thank you once again for listening. Your listenership and support means the world. And as always, stay safe, be well, and let's keep having those conversations. Thank you.